Kia ora and hello friends. Welcome to Restoring Connections podcast episode number 11, I believe. I have been known to get the uh, episode number wrong. It's a bit of a risk even trying, but I'm pretty sure we're episode number 11. Um, I am Matthew Dawson. I'm here joined by my lovely wife. Uh, and we are helping you deepen and strengthen your most important relationships. So um, we're diving into a, a topic that is very close to our hearts today. Um, something that comes up a lot in all of the coaching that we do and something that has been incredibly meaningful in our own lives, in our own journey as a couple and in our journey with our friends and the people that we work with and the people who we work with that are our friends <laughs> and our children and pretty much every important relationship uh, in our lives, this what we're going to be talking about today has been a significant factor. It's this the whole um, dynamic around how relationships, how a one person's boundary, like a healthy boundary for themselves, can actually be a catalyst for another person's personal breakthrough. We know that a healthy relationship will actually cause two people to grow in their personal character. Right, so the the that determination that we have to stay connected, it actually brings to the surface the things in our in our own journey as, as an individual, and in our own lack of character. Where is that lack of character going to come to the surface? It's going to come to the surface when we're driving somebody crazy who we love and who we care about, and. Those are the moments where it comes to the surface the things that we actually need to work on in our lives. But we also know that the opposite can be true. We can get trapped in vicious cycles where actually the relationship is actually, we call it codependence, where the relationship is actually feeding into and enabling dysfunctionality. It's actually taking the pressure off of growth. And that obviously, you know, that's when it's a ticking time bomb and there's only so long a relationship can hang in there. It's amazing, actually, how long a relationship can hang in there in the midst of some really unhealthy, vicious cycles. But it's awful. It's like Gollum with his ring. It's like, you know, you know it's destroying you, but it's kind of all you have. And so you cling to it. And the thought of changing something is scarier than the, even the awareness that you know the dynamic is actually unhealthy. And so what we've observed um, lots of times in our own connection with each other and in our connection with others is that it can be very often that because how do you break? It takes two to sustain a vicious, unhealthy cycle. It only takes one person actually breaking out of an unhealthy pattern and deciding, do you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. And if they can do that in kindness, not in a reactive, punishing sort of a way, but if we can do that in kindness and in and with a desire to actually protect the connection, what it can often do is actually spark growth in the other person. Quite, it's not usually comfortable at the front end, mm. you know. If there's been a particular dynamic going on between us, um, that's that has maybe we're aware it's unhealthy, maybe we're not even aware, and then I decide, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. Maybe, let's take gossip for an example. Maybe we've had a relationship where where a good portion of what connects us together is gossiping about somebody we both, you know, that drives us both nuts, right? Um, and so this has been something that has 
been a dynamic in our relationship for a long time. I'm using this as a hypothetical. And then I decide, do you know what? Actually, this is, un- this is unhealthy because what I'm, it's beginning to make me wonder, what do you, you know, how do you talk about me when I'm not around? My confidence is very low. You're clearly more than happy to talk about these other people to me when they're not around. So what are you going to do when I annoy you? And so I might realize I got to break out of this pattern and the initial process of saying, hey, I love you, care about you. Um, Do you know what? I've decided I'm no longer comfortable with this. I think I need to change. And so I'm needing a healthy boundary for myself. I'm no longer wanting to participate in this dynamic. The other person is likely to find that challenging, you know, very uncomfortable. They may even throw a big old tantrum, maybe even an adult tantrum. I've thrown a few of those. (laughs) Chorus. That's right. That's right. The old adult tantrum. Um, and, And yet what often happens, though, is that the healthy boundary of one person actually sparks or it catalyzes, if that's a word, growth in the other person. Um, and so we want to talk a little bit about that and, and particularly want to even dive into, okay, this, you know, I'm, I'm walking into somebody else's healthy boundary. How do I actually, or may, maybe it's even reactive, but it's a boundary all the, all the, you know, all the same. I'm not getting something from this person that I used to get. It's changed and that's hard. How can we actually harness the tension of that, harness the power of that, and turn it into growth and and um, lead to our own breakthrough? So, mm. Cora. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think, do you think it's worth looking in, into what a boundary is first a little bit more? Yes, I think it's idea. probably important to, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with the word boundary, mm. and a lot of people do as well. As, as soon as we hear boundary, we might actually misunderstand what we're talking about. We might think, oh, you're, you're going to put a wall between you and mm-hmm. I. And so a lot of people, um, I, I've, I've done some, so much coaching and mentoring over the years. You know, I'm like, what, 20, 21 years in, mm-hmm. in, into this kind of business now. <laughs> and I'd say a boundary is the one thing people misunderstand the most. And True. it's taken me the longest to walk people through to understand what is or what isn't a boundary. Mm. Or at um, least a healthy one. A healthy one. Yeah, yeah, there can be unhealthy boundaries. I guess that's why it's good to use the word healthy boundary. Yeah, like yeah. you're a narcissist, <laughs> never want to speak to you again, go yeah. away. But it's not necessarily a boundary that's <laughs> more uh, a decision, an opinion that I've made about you sure. and, I am a punishment. Pushing, and I'm pushing you away, mm. which is fair enough if I've had a lot of pain in my life and you have displayed narcissist behavior. However, a boundary is more focused on me as the person who might have suffered from unhealthy behaviors. Um, so a boundary really is what am I going to do? It's an action. It's action-based. Yes. And it has to do with my decision and what I'm going to surround myself with or right. not. It's almost like this line in the sand that I'm telling myself I'm not going to cross mm, rather than yes. insist that others don't cross. The key thing is that a boundary is for me. That's My right. boundary is for yeah. me. So I think it's important to start with that. And um, I think, uh, so should I tell a little bit more yeah, of the yeah. story? Yes, yeah, so yeah, I think, great idea. Um, maybe I'll just tell a bit of a story to illustrate this for me personally. And so I, I think when Matthew and I got married, 
Oh my gosh, I was trying to think about this today. Uh, 17 years ago? We're at 17 years, right? Yeah, fortunately, this right? fortunately, this is not a point of <laughs> so, tension between us because neither of us can usually remember. It doesn't it's matter. It's like the, pod, I, the, the podcast I numbers. I think <laughs> this year is, I think we're coming up on 18. 18. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure because 2024 would be 20 years and we're at 2022. So if Perfect. my math is right, yes. we're going on 18 this year, but we're still at 17. The 17th year, 17 years ago when we got married, we kind of got to know each other in the place of the creative mm. and uh, music. We were in bands and we did a lot of, uh, uh, we were part of a worship band and we, we traveled places. And it sort of was the foundation for our relationship to start. And it was within that that we fell in love, etc. And so because of that, I really had this, um, I guess, this expectation or hope or desire to be able to keep doing the create to keep doing creative things with Matthew when it comes to music for a long time in mm. our lives it was kind of this idea where we're getting together we song write together we do creative stuff together and uh and but you know slowly and surely uh, over the years you know kids <laughs> kids <laughs> kids just sounded a that lot of us a different kind of creativity <laughs> yes but it, it just was less and less to the forefront of what we did together. Mm. And I think that's where codependency can take place. And in my head, it was like, unless, obviously, I'm not a musician myself. I sing a lot, but I'm not, I can't play uh, an instrument. So unless Matt's involved with me, it was just thought, I, I can't get creative. And mm. so this idea that I needed Matt to be able to get, to walk into my creativity was quite a quite a heavy thought for me. And therefore, there was this sense of, codependency for me to depend on that to be there and be present in all things music related for me to be able to thrive mm. and uh little by little i would try to you know involve matt into creative things so that we can have this sense of connection over it but it just wasn't quite working and, yes. and do you want to take the story for you for from your perspective a little bit what you were experiencing and where you had to kind of lay some sense of boundaries for you. Yeah, well, I won't go into too much detail on it because the emphasis of the story, I think, is sure. your part of the sure. journey. I can finish but, that. But yeah, it was, it was, you know, for lots of reasons that I won't go deeply into, it, it, it was, it just wasn't a time where I felt like that kind of creativity was coming out of me naturally. It was hard. It was, it felt, you know, it, but it was um, like any vicious cycle two people have to agree on something. And so I was also wrestling with the idea of, is this something that I owe you? Is this something that, you know, um, it's like two people, if two people agree, you know, sometimes you might have in a relationship, it's like the wife thinks the husband is an idiot and the husband thinks the husband is an idiot. And so it works. It's, <laughs> you have, there's an agreement there. Yeah. Or let's use a less silly example. Um, the wife thinks the husband is completely un, uh, incapable of knowing what he feels and the husband also thinks he's totally incapable of knowing what he feels and so there end up the, that agreement around an untruth creates a bit of a trap and so it was a real wrestle for me because I could see that you needed something but I felt uncomfortable with you needing that from me but I was unclear in my own mind is this something that I owe you yeah. or is this more of a my gift to give That's right kind of a thing and so at some point I landed on the clarity do you know what this is more like a my gift to give mm -hmm. thing this is not something I owe you and actually yeah. it's quite a right to be able to say hey I simply don't have capacity for that 
I don't want to do that right now. That's yeah. not where my passions lie right now. And it was mm. really scary. And I think in a, in a marriage and in long-term partnership, even in a business sense or whatever, in long, long-term relationships, we, we tend to be scared when people change yes. and, or things look different than when we started. And I think that was the, the, the part that I was learning to go, okay, there's some things that might have changed a little bit in the mm. way that we relate over creativity and creative projects. But I need to now sort of learn to have my own boundary around it. Mm. And if Matt's not the one I can rely on to play music, then what am I going to do? And what's mm. going to be my, my boundary? Because if, if I can only do what I'm supposed to do because the other person is there for me, then is it really something that's mine to start with? Mm. Is it my creativity to start with? Well, probably not. So I had to kind of agree that I had creativity within me first. Yes. And then my boundary was really, well, I am going to set some time aside each week for me to walk into the things that I feel are mine to walk into, which is my sense of creativity and songwriting. Mm -hmm. And so I think in the last... Yeah, because it was yeah. like, sorry to interrupt, but, yeah. but me saying, hey, I actually get to be me yeah. also kind of sparked you and going, yeah. And me too. Yeah. And I also get to be me. Yeah. And so it's not this, it's not a punishment thing. It's actually just, actually, yeah. there's holding healthy yeah. boundaries and then giving each other yeah. freedom. And and even I, it was quite a big moment when I actually said, hey, maybe I can help you find, you know, <laughs> a person yeah, yeah. who can, because I can see that's, that's something you. that you yeah. need. So I'm not standing there with my arms folded going, you know, yeah. stuff this. I'm going, yeah. hey, I don't have... That's not me, but let me help you find that. Yeah. I can see that's a genuine need. I think there was also some moments where you were saying to me, I'd love to see you walk in this regardless mm. of me being able to support you or to be there for you. You know, and yeah. I want to be there for you for sure, but I also want to know that this is important enough for you to, to walk into it. Yeah. I think that was challenging for me and to go, yeah, he's right. I need to be able to walk into this regardless of his involvement mm. if this is that important to me. And that's where the boundary came in for you, where you were saying, I'm not going to be involved, but I'm not trying to punish you. I'm not trying to punish you. It's not yeah. to hurt you. It's just to say, no, I don't have grace and capacity. Yeah. And that's where the, the boundary laid for you. And I had to honor and respect that. And the boundary laid for me that I just needed to put, because a boundary has to do with action. I needed to put some protection around my creativity and yes. around my time to songwrite. So I decided it was in lockdown of 2020 i decided that that was the year where i had nothing else to do at home and kids did lots of tv and were just kind of chilling at home for lots of weeks what seven weeks we were in lockdown yeah, seven, yeah. Eight weeks? six i think something like something that, like that. I don't know. and so we just had all this space and that's where i decided i am going to reserve a time of my day where i where i'd step into this this mm. place of creativity boundaries talking about creativity boundaries do really require creativity because unless yes. you are creative to think around what you don't have scarcity will say you don't have what you need to do what you want without matt yeah. that was the lie that was so easily um sort of i would fall into is, yeah. is without matt without a musician yeah. i'm what trapped can I do? i'm can stuck I, what can i do yeah and you know in the reality of things a person who doesn't play music without a musician shouldn't be able to write a song it's true in the yeah. logic of it but it did require some creativity for me to to walk into that aspect of who I am. Mm. So I just kind of started to search. I was determined. That's what boundaries are. I was mm. determined to to protect this part of me and this part of my life. And I gave it some space first. That means time, mm -hmm. organize my schedule. And then the second thing was 
I looked into ways to create. So, so then I'm music. hearing. So all of a sudden, out of our bedroom, I'm hearing piano chords coming out of our bedroom, and I'm going, "Cora plays the piano now." <laughs> going, that was amazing, but it doesn't quite sound like a piano. So okay. I come in, and she's got her phone, her iPhone, in her hand, and she's touching at the screen and making piano chords. She found this. <laughs> This app where she could actually create, piano, you know, chord progressions yeah. that, with the touch of a finger on her thing. And I'm hearing these choruses coming out of our yeah. bedroom and I'm going, holy smokes. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun. It was fun to feel that power within me that no matter what, I can find a way. And, you know, today with technology in a way, the world functions, there's always a way. You know, I meet with people so many times and I say, I just can't. This boundary that you're talking about, it's impossible in the yeah. logic of it. And I'm like, I don't think you've been creative enough to think of a solution. Yeah. You need to research. You need to think. You need to creatively look for a solution. And whatever you look for, usually you find. That's mm. an amazing thing. It's like magnet together. Totally. So yeah, then that's kind of part of the story that I, I was able to use my phone. And I started to write. I think I wrote close to 20 songs in the last two years. Mm. They're all good. Some of them are really, really good. <laughs> but it was just all with my iPhone. And, and then the funny part about it is that when you establish a healthy boundary, you can relate to each other better. Yes. So there was much more peace in the way we related over creativity yeah, and music. It took the anxiety out yeah. of the conversation. Because Matt was allowed to be him. And I knew he wasn't trying to punish me, even though it felt like it to start with, because it's sad. It's like, well, don't you want to do this with me? Why mm. wouldn't you? Why can't mm. you? Why wouldn't you make the effort is really the thought. But when each person in a relationship matters and their grace levels, each person's grace level is to be respected and honored, mm. then I understood, okay, he just is not something that he has energy to give, you mm. know, to, to, to spend time doing. Yeah. And so then at that point, after writing all these songs, uh, we have this friend who started to do songwriting uh, coaching with me and then Matt started to get intrigued mm. at that point and then was like oh I have energy to jump on your song <laughs> I can do that uh, actually can I can I play guitar and so that worked out really well and so we've been kind of practicing and now we've got a day yeah. a week where we do that but all this to say boundary doesn't always get you to what you want I'm not trying to say that mm. but it can happen that mm. having a healthy boundary does push the other person to go oh hold on I've, I've got to rethink this a yeah. little bit. I want a part of this. I didn't want it quite as much as what you described before, but I want a part of it. Mm. And so that was kind of the story um, with, with this one for, for you and I. And that's yeah. been really fruitful. Yeah, absolutely. And we've both grown. Yeah, and, and I, you know, something we often say is there is no such thing as a healthy relationship without boundaries. Mm. Every, it's not like, oh, boundaries are just something you need in crazy dysfunctional relationships. Every relationship needs healthy boundaries, mm. right? And so we are experiencing this all the time. It makes me think of um, going back in the earlier part of our marriage. I used to be late all the time. Mm. And at one point, you know, Cora basically said, um, I don't want to share a vehicle with you anymore. <laughs> and this was challenging because it was, we had like no money, barely any money. We had enough. We had enough. <laughs> you know, Just enough. Just enough. We were grateful. Um, and we had the one car... She and she said, "Hey, you know what? No problem. I can see that you are late all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to punish you about it. I've just decided I'm not going to share a vehicle with you anymore. So I'm gonna and but the crit the the real kicker was when she said, you know, uh, like there's some people who live you know not far from us, and she said maybe in the meantime I'll partner with them." And and because they've they've got a vehicle and I'll do some carpooling with them because I don't want to carpool with you anymore. But she said it with such kindness and such 
You know, it's like, I'm not punishing you here. I'm giving you space. You need space to be late all the time. And I need space <laughs> to, be on time. to be on time. And I was, it just threw me through such a, it was like, I'm feeling your love and I'm feeling your boundary. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? It's like you matter and I matter yeah. in this moment. And guess what? I had a huge, it totally transformed. I, so I straight away, I started asking the question, why am I late all the time? What's that's not cool, you know? Like the two years of nagging, if I can call it that. Definitely <laughs> really nagging. Okay, cool. Just for <laughs> confirmation. Absolutely. Like that produced no change in me whatsoever. Because yeah. basically, we had the agreement. Like, yeah, I'm just late because that's how I am, and she's like, he's just late, you know, because that's how he is. Drives me nuts. So, but then when she decided, actually, no, you could be on time if you wanted to be, mm. and. I'm going to go and organize myself because I don't want to be subject to that anymore. Well, that it took like days, like Mm. two days Mm. for me to have a massive shift in character and realizing how selfish I had been in the way I was conducting my life and my schedule and showing up late all the time. And and so, you know, I I think I've come a long ways in that area. It's probably like it's probably not going to be written on my tombstone. Like here lies Matt Dawson, extremely punctual. But. (laughs) But I can say, people are confident now, for the most part, the people who I care about. This is the feedback mm-hmm. I get is, you know, they, they you know, I'm going to show up on time. Yeah. So that was another example of her healthy boundary sparking growth yeah. in me. And now, in a relationship, you know, in any relationship, I'm looking for how do we actually, you know, I stick to, I stick to what's healthy for me, you stick to yeah. what's healthy for you, and it's in those spaces where actually I'm not going to rescue yeah. you. You know, I'm not going to rescue the situation. I'm actually going to maintain a healthy boundary yeah. for myself. It actually puts pressure on your breakthrough. Yeah. And it's quite often the most loving and caring thing to do. Mm-hmm. If we do it, we got to do it kindly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to do it kindly. Yeah. Don't be, there's a big difference between yeah. punishing somebody, you know. And, and you'll know you're not in a healthy boundary when you start having power struggles, like yes. over the car or over, exactly. please be part of my you know, music, creative yeah. project. And if you don't, then... And if, yeah, suddenly if we have power struggles, we know we're not in healthy boundaries. You notice in both of those stories, I had to think through scarcity. Well, I don't have access to the car at all time because we are sharing a car, so mm. I don't have something. What am I going to do in the place of what I don't have or there's not enough? Yeah. You know, facing the fear of scarcity is the biggest way yes. to push through to have a healthy boundary. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. That That's so good. And that's probably where we should end because that's basically the punchline is, okay, you are not, you are no longer meeting this need that I have yeah. and I am freaking out. Yeah. There's a big it's difference scary. between, wow, that's kind of sad you know, you're not meeting this need that I have anymore, or at least this desire. Mm. But I'm okay. I'm at peace. That's disappointing, but I'm at peace. There's a big difference between you're no longer meeting this need mm. and I'm freaking out. I'm having an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. I can't be me unless you do this thing. I can't be me unless you behave in a certain way. Houston, we have a problem. That's right. And that's where rather than reacting to the situation and trying to punish the person back, it's going, wow, why do I feel like I can't be myself if Mm -hmm. this person does not behave in a certain way? Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of thought, when we start asking that question, that's when you're probably going to find out at what point of your journey did you start believing that. 
Yeah. At what point in your journey did you start believing mm. that if somebody doesn't do this mm. around me, then I can't be me, then I'm yeah. trapped, I'm stuck. And, and that's where you're going to get your healing. That's mm. where you're going to find out. That's where that started. Yeah. And you're going to get the healing that you need. And then you're going to show up and you're going to go to that person that you care about who you're, you know, facing that boundary with. And you're going to say, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for having that boundary. Yeah. Because actually it sparked tremendous growth in me. I found out that actually since I was five years old, I've been carrying around this belief that if somebody, that if a you know, particular type of person doesn't do this particular type of thing, then I'm, tra I'm trapped, I'm stuck, I'm powerless, and I no longer believe that anymore, and now I'm moving forward in my life. So, yeah, yeah. Awesome. maybe we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Cool. That was episode 11, I think. <laughs> Um, shout out to, guessing. yeah, that's right. <laughs> shout out to friends, Nate, Steve-O, Michelle, Rachel, um, Hewitt, all of our friends who helped make this thing happen. Um, you guys are amazing. Yeah. And everybody listening, we love you and we're here to serve and support you in any other way that we can. So see you later. Mm -hmm.